So another week where nothing happens, Devin. Just absolutely nothing happens. It's just going to be a totally boring week. And so what do we have to talk about? Oh, I guess we'll talk about the uh, the, the the libel verdict uh, against Trump uh, by this woman, this crazy, crazy woman. She really is crazy. Jean Carroll, who claimed that he uh, he had raped her um, and he, they found him guilty, not guilty, but liable for assault and battery and also defamation. Uh, and then uh, I suppose we'll also talk about Tucker Carlson. We'll also talk about uh, what happened in the CNN uh, matter. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, the the reparations issue that has come out with this. Uh, it's, California has gone nuts. It just really has. So, But I want to start off first with the, the, uh, the civil jury in New York, which found uh, Donald Trump, um, not guilty of raping E. Jean Carroll in a department store uh, nearly three decades ago, uh, but he, they did find him liable for forcibly touching, sexually abusing, and battery of, of Carroll, this woman. They also found he defamed her uh, and ordered to pay Carroll $5 million in damages. A civil jury in New York has found him that way, um, and this is, uh, this is the, they're all climbing all over this. Um, Carol brought this civil claim of battery in 2022 when the state of New York allowed people just for one year, mind you, just for one year to bring sexual assault cases that would uh, otherwise be barred based on the statute of limitations. Now, the statute of limitations, um, and that, by the way, that's from the CNBC uh, article, um, statute of limitations for those who are not lawyers, uh, there's a certain time period by which you must bring a claim. So, for example, and it depends on the state that you bring it in, right? So in California, for example, the uh, time period by which to bring a breach of written contract is four years. For negligence, it's two years. For fraud, it's three years and so on. It's generally speaking from the date that you uh, that it happened or that you recently knew that it could have happened, whichever is later, that it did happen. And here, this is, this is what troubles me about this. The first thing that comes to mind is if this came... If this case uh, happened in 1996, I think it was, allegedly, then you're almost three decades ago. Um, then, you know, the statute of limitations for such a thing uh, would clearly have happened much earlier. Okay, There was no noise about from her at all, no, no intimation whatsoever. Suddenly she comes out of the blue. She didn't even appear during the 2016 election. Uh, but she brings a lawsuit all of a sudden now. So why? Because the state of New York said, okay, we're going to give you a window. All of those who previously had claimed uh, rape or otherwise, you get to uh, make a claim against your, uh, your, your rapist or your assaulter or whatever you want to call it now. Now is the opening time. So, so I, look, I, I think that was designed specifically targeted to Donald Trump. I think the state of New York said, girls, go after this man, Right. That's what we call bill of attainder, meaning that it's, it's a law that's designed solely against one person or really with one person, at least in mind. I think that's what happened here. And, and I find it very offensive. Um, it's, it goes against everything we believe in the Constitution. So let me get this straight. So a case which died on the vine because the statute of limitations, I don't know what it was in New York, but let's say it was four years. Okay, just to say that would mean that she would have had to file a claim by the year 2000. In, in her case, if it, if it was 96, it's a simple math, uh, but whatever it is, four years. So let's just use that, 96. Um, so by 2000, she should have filed a claim. She didn't. 
She was totally silent about it. It's a dead case by definition. You can't revive a dead case after the fact. The constitutional issues here are really legion because there's a whole reason why we do this is that we, we make clear to the world, look, after a certain period of time, it dies because all sorts of reasons. Memories fade, evidence that becomes uh, not realistic anymore. Uh, the evidence itself is hard to find. Uh, memories, all those things that we talked about. I just said memories fade. I just, I forgot that I said memories fade. It's very funny. Um, anyway, uh, there's a reason for that. And then, and then secondly, you know, a person should be able to move along with their lives and not have a constant worry. So for example, if you thought that you breached a contract and you're worried that somebody's going to see you, four years have passed. At some point, you're allowed to stop worrying. We don't want people to have this sort of Damocles in their entire lives. We make one exception, and that is murder. I believe that there is no statute of limitations, at least in America, when it comes to murder. So if you kill somebody uh, in the year, I don't know, 1945, uh, and you're still alive, of course, um, and they kind of figure it out and they got some evidence and now there's DNA or whatever it is. And they say, okay, come on, Charlie, we're going to, we're going to find you, you know, you, you'll be an old man, of course, at trial, but you'll, you can still be accused. And, but that's not, that's the only exception as far as I know. And here's this woman uh, Donald Trump says she he knows nothing about her, has never met her. Her story doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. First of all, a famous person like him would have been surrounded by all sorts of, um, what do you call them, um, caretakers uh, in, in the department store. It was a Macy's or something? or it was um, What store was it? It was something like that, Bloomingdale's maybe. Yeah. But one of those stores, department stores, and suppose that you have, you have this impression, this very famous man, and they're alone. They have no issue, no, no paparazzi around whatsoever. No one's taking photos. They don't have a single photo, at least that I can tell. You, you, you would know from this picture. It, it doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? And uh, she claims this, and she doesn't seem to remember anything herself. Um, now, uh, when people go through this horrible situation, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it happened, but if, if she had gone through this horrible situation, she would have had some, some form of PTSD, right? You would remember every little detail of that horrible moment. And I put horrible in quotes. Um, but somehow, you know, she's very, um, very loose on the details there. Because after all, it was so long ago, which makes you, which begs the question, why didn't you bring it up before right. if it was so traumatizing to you? And there's no police report of it. There's no, there's no evidence of this. I, I, I believe Trump on this one. I, th I think that he is, you know, fast and loose, and maybe he's guilty of some affairs here and there. But I, I don't think he would, I, I mean, I don't know if this is a good argument to make, but I, I don't think he needs to, well, that's not even silly. It's just a silly thing. I think he, he gets so much attention for so many women. The last thing he, he would he would be capable of doing or what, would be to force himself on anyone. So I just, I just, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, to add to that, and I think this is kind of what you're saying is, I really think like, unlike previous presidents we've had, that he, Trump is a charmer. Trump wants to seduce the women. Yeah. Trump loves to be loved and he is loved. Whether you like him or not, he's loved by a lot of people. And that's what he goes off of. And this woman doesn't even remember the year it happened. I think it was like a five-year span or a three-year span, something insane. So you you can't even defend yourself like, oh, I wasn't here on that day because they're like, oh, yeah, it's within five, like half a decade or something. It's there. Yeah. You would remember the date 
and the time very, very well, at least the date, and at least whether it was the morning or the afternoon, uh, you would remember a lot of specifics about this. It would come to point. Look, I, I had a car accident a long time ago. Um, it involved my kids, actually. Mm. I remember the date very well. It happened to be May 5th because it was Cinco de Mayo. Um, and I remember every little nuance of it, every little nuance of it. And thank God that, you know, everyone was okay. And that, that was not even a serious accident. Uh, I mean, it was, it almost totaled my car, but the kids were okay. I was okay. Uh, but I remember every detail, every single one. And I could, I could play it out and say everything in sequence, no problem. And if some man had tried to rape me or otherwise as woman, I, w I would expect to remember everything pretty well. This woman in her interview with, uh, what's her name, Anderson? Anderson, Anderson Cooper? Uh, seems to be just kind of rattling off some things and she just doesn't seem to remember. She doesn't seem to be traumatized by it at all. Um, I'm not asking her to be traumatized by it, but she, uh, she doesn't express craziness. Uh, so, sorry, uh, like this uh, deep emotional wound that you would expect from a rape victim. She claimed that she had been raped. The jury apparently didn't believe her about that, but you know, we'll, we'll give you something. Um, so, well, wait. If, if she wasn't raped and she, she herself in this Anderson Cooper interview knows what rape means, it means penetration, um, then they don't believe her there, then, but they do believe her in every other respect. I mean, that's, that's, some, that's not too jiggy with me. I'm, I'm not cool with that. Uh, then it turns out that she was, um, in her own words, uh, she was uh, demonstrating lingerie as a show for Trump um, and that Trump was, was enjoying the show. Uh, well, if that's the case, not, again, not to excuse anybody from being uh, overly aggressive, but, you know, you, you're kind of leading the, the president on, Trump on, to, to say, okay, well, look, uh, being flirtatious, and then maybe he makes a move to try to kiss you or whatever else like that, and then you declare that's an assault? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows what the, the impact of that. But, but I don't even believe that, that anything happened at all. I, I think that he was never there. Because nothing else makes sense in this story. I, I do think that the jury, which was a New York jury, very liberal probably, um, and I want to ask you a little bit more about the details because uh, I think you know more about the details about what happened in the, in the courtroom. But uh, look, they, they, they want to dig at Trump. They want the drip, drip, drip of different litigation matters to then eventually say, okay, you know what? He's just too toxic for us. I'd rather have somebody who has a clean record. Maybe the, this DeSantis guy, he, he seems nice. Um, but I, I think it's not going to work for them because I think it's, it looks like they're, they're gaming him. They're trying to game the system, trying to poison you against him. And it just doesn't make sense. So that's one thing. Now, I want then the, the, the final aspect of it. But you know what? Let's talk first to you about the courtroom issues. Okay, because you, you articulated some interesting points about the evidence. Go ahead. Absolutely. The evidence, it seems like from what I heard um, from different reports, was that the judge, one particular thing, he was constantly not allowing the defense to bring up. And that was how on earth a celebrity, anyone, there, I've worked in retail, I've worked on restaurants, there's never a time when no one's on the floor. 
ever, especially a celebrity, you have private shoppers. You have people who are paid a bunch of money and they get commission on how much they sell you. So they're not just sitting back and thinking, oh, there's a billionaire in our you know, st- clothing store. Let's just not have a cigarette and coffee and leave him alone. They're on it. They're paying attention to what he's looking for. They care. And just with her story about, oh, it's three minutes of her life. I've, in my experience, and not that much, like to get a little bit risque, I've had women try on lingerie for me. Maybe 20 minutes per piece, they take forever <laughs> to do that. They don't like us, we just, oh, let's see your underwear, done. It takes a second. Right. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's a good point. <laughs> it's very funny. I, look, I, I don't believe this woman. Yeah. Um, if you listen to the Anderson Cooper interview of her, um, he's really trying to dry out things, but it just... It, it looks like she's just a bad actress. Uh, I, I don't. I don't believe it. I, I'm sorry. That's my personal opinion. Yes, I know I'm biased. I, I do like Trump, but if I were to watch this, I would say this is odd. This reminds me uh, quite a, quite a bit about the Jesse Smollett case, where you know he nothing he said makes made sense. His emotions didn't make sense. And frankly, he was more emotional about what happened to him, or frankly, what didn't happen to him, than this woman is about a rape, no less. Ridiculous. Look, the other thing is she's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just li- looking at her uh, antics, the way she comported herself in front of Anderson Cooper, and then the things that she said, which we're gonna, about to play, it, it's weird. She talks about rape is sexy. Like, uh, okay, so it's it's like she she's kind of imagining what a rape victim might have said. That's that's what's going on here. And then she makes this bizarre comment at the very end. To Anderson Cooper about him being a fascinating person. Let me let me just play the whole thing. It'll be interesting. I just say it's the fight. That way I'm not the victim. Right? I'm not the victim. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. Okay, so as as opposed to other rapes where in some cases they are, you know, sexy or sexual. Right? See, she doesn't understand. A rape victim is is always experiencing a, a, it's an assault. Of course, it's not sexual. Uh, I mean, it involves sex, but it's not sexual. It's it's awful. It's an attack. It's it's a horrific experience. But she's she's talking as though her rape was you know alleged rape was different. Other rapes it might be sexual. It might be sexy, as it were. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people assault. think of rape as being sexy. Okay. I don't see rape as sexy. Okay. Maybe I'm one of the few people that, that feel that rape is not sexy, contrary to her assertion that most people feel that rape is sexy. What a weird, weird thing to say. Yeah. All right. Like, we'll continue on. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> okay. That way, and when she, obviously you can't see, but the way she's looking at him, it's like, like she suddenly forgot about everything she just said and just randomly says this comment, you're fascinating to talk to. And after that, the comment, I mean, when I started playing again, there was a long pause, right? After she said, rape is sexy. Uh, and Anderson Cooper is like, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> I got to move on. We got to move on to another segment right now. And uh, I mean, you, you could see that this this was not going quite the way that he had wanted. So 
It turns out, and I'm learning that this particular segment that we just played was cut out of the CNN interview. Um, so, you know, this is what I what I heard. I don't know if it's accurate, but whatever it is, that's what I'm I'm learning now. Um, so, this is uh, he says one. Uh, there's a few people here that say on, on the commentary. You'll notice this is the only place this full interview is located on YouTube. Uh, CNN tried deleting it, but not before I saved and uploaded. So who knows? It, it certainly showed up on, on Twitter and otherwise. So we'll see how that, that that flies, because that must have been a huge embarrassment to CNN and uh, to the cause of the left. This woman, uh, to the extent somebody could look crazy, she looks crazy. All right. So I don't believe her. Um, she got this uh, award from a jury. Look, juries get it wrong a lot. A lot. Okay, I've, I've, I'm a lawyer. I've seen juries do crazy things. So the fact that a jury says it, look, we, we, we have to have a judicial system. It's constitutional that you're entitled to a jury of your peers, although, you know, how could you say those are, those are his peers, right? But you're entitled to a jury at least. And uh, that's that. And we have to have a system where people, you know, there's a final decision made. And to, to think for a moment that, Juries always get it right, or judges get it always right. Um, no, that's why that's why we have appeals. That's why we have not only we have two levels of appeals, and sometimes three levels of, of appeals, because the juries make mistakes, and the judge makes mistakes in hiding or precluding certain evidence from being presented, as we think happened here as well. All right, that stuff. Uh, another major issue to talk about, of course, is the reparations bill. California apparently is planning to do a reparations bill. Uh, actually, they're going to pass a, a reparations bill whereby every black, I guess in California, um, there must be some sort of um, uh, other standards where the certain thing, criteria that you have to meet, maybe how long you've lived here, et cetera, et cetera. And other things you have to prove. I, I don't know that they have to prove very much, by the way, <clears throat> because I mean, God knows, you know, government is so good at making sure that records are kept. Uh, never mind the, uh, I, I want to like, how many billions of dollars, 90 billions of dollars that was lost by the, by the Pentagon? It's just Jeez. gone, you know, just yeah. can't account for it. But, but, but I'm sure they'll be much better and there'll be no abuse whatsoever when it comes to this glorious $800 billion package for reparations. Every single black person, I, I don't think that would add up. I mean, $1.2 billion. If you were to take that number and divide it from 800 billion, I think that's the total amount that they think it's going to, it's going to cost. So, uh, just doing some rough math. What is that? It's six. Yeah. 666,666 people, uh, presumably black people. Um, I think there are more than that number of people in California, black people in California. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sure about that. All right. So I don't know how the math, somebody's going to be, shortchanged on this one right. and boy they're gonna be pissed right i'm gonna be what you only got you got 1.2 million dollars i only got five hundred thousand dollars this is this is a, a tragedy upon a injustice upon a uh upon a mercy killing what I, this is this is the worst thing since since uh since george floyd that's the worst thing i i <laughs> i can't believe this injustice uh like let's say Okay, but but no one's happy with any number, right? They're offering 1.2, not offering, they're saying they're going to get $1.2 million. That's a lot of money. 
in my eyes. I mean, I wouldn't mind a 1.2 mile. I, normally, you know, normally if I want $1.2 million, I just check under the cushions of my sofa. <laughs> and I usually, you know, I can collect close to that, but, but, but that's a lot of money, right? But of course no one's happy about it. As soon as you say it, then they think, well, maybe I should get more. They, they should have started off like $100 and maybe be very happy at $100,000 each, right? I don't know that when they, they, when they brought up this idea of reparations, I remember that in law school people were talking about this and they, they were sure it's going to happen. I don't think they ever thought in their wildest dreams that they would be talking these kind of numbers, 1.2 million. Now, per person, mind you, per person, but, but, but that's not enough. Okay, so here's, here is a, uh, uh, you know, a commentary from the crowd uh, complaining, complaining about 1.2 million per person. Here you go. We must repair this damage. We must repair it. Reparations are not only morally justifiable, but they have the potential to address long-standing racial disparities and inequality. Okay, so before we move on to the next uh, crazy person, uh, I, I want to. I just want to understand. So you get. Let's say everyone agrees to what a, what number. Okay, let's say it's you know, 2 million per person. They finally agree, okay, that's, that's going to be good enough. Well, is that the end of racism? Is that the end of the, the claim of racism? Do, do we get, well, I get to say, okay, great. We satisfied our obligation and we paid you back in full for your damages. Kind of like, you know, if you get hit by a car, right? And you go to the hospital, you spend $200,000 on hospital bills and, and recuperation and everything else and physical therapy and you're all back. And also not only that, but also your lost wages and everything else. Okay. And emotional pain, if they want to throw that all adds up to $200,000. You get the check for $200,000. Do you get to say, do you get to still complain? Uh, you're, you're made whole, as we say in law, we've just made you whole and you're still complaining, right? Do we get to say, okay, you're whole now. You can't bring up racism anymore. No. The answer is obviously no. All right. So now you got to hear the next uh, crazy person. Now, this woman that you just heard before was relatively, uh, you know, at calm. Uh, she's now talking. That was her talking in front of the, the, um, the, uh, the California um, task force that's, uh, you know, dealing with this reparations business. Now, listen to this next guy because he's not happy with the 1.2. Racial disparities and inequality. You say nothing about slavery. Nothing. So the equivocal number from the 1860s for 40 acres today is $200 million for each and every African-American. Wow. So $200 million. He wasn't quibbling. This, this guy... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd want him as opposing counsel in a case of mine. I just, I, I think that would blow up the settlement. Okay, so he wasn't saying it should be 1.5. It should be 1.8. 200 million. And even the rest of the crowd, most of whom appear who are black, just by looking at the uh, the, the video, uh, they, even they look at him like, I don't know, dude. I think that's uh, kind of asking a lot. I, I'm good with 1.2. I, I think that could buy me a lot of uh, nice houses, uh, a lot of good food, a lot of vacations, a lot of margaritas on the beach. I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, maybe even a car or two. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd be okay. 
I might even be, you know, be able to take my little Johnny uh, and and buy him some tuition. Anyway, you know that that it, it's just very funny to listen to this. It only goes to show, even if they said two hundred million for everybody, he would say, or somebody like him would say, it should be three hundred million. Right. Exactly. Like I'll explain this guy one hundred percent to you. The war in Ukraine is doing so well that Zelensky himself came to the reparations committee and started asking for $200 million. That's what happened. Wow, that's good. What if he identified as a black guy? Yeah, $200 million. That would be great for him. He would, he, that could buy a lot of bombs, a lot of good military equipment. Uh, so funny. Uh, look, I mean, it, it, nothing of it makes sense at all. Nothing. Look, the big other uh, story of the day is the... House uh, Oversight Committee has now found that there has been massive um, uh, transfers of, of money through various different LLCs, uh, all obviously designed to hide money from China to the tune of $10 million. Now, this guy, to this guy, Mr. 200 million, I get, 10 million means nothing, I suppose. But, but to you and me, I think $10 million is a lot of money. Okay? I, I think you could buy not just one, not just two, but maybe three mansions, even here in Los Angeles. Anyway, <laughs> just it's madness. Okay, just two mansions. The, the point is uh, $10 million. And they, they're not going to be able to get out of this. Uh, I, look, I do a lot of legal work, you know, unraveling fraud, okay, financial fraud. And when I see these kinds of LLC, LLCs, kind of moving money back and forth, I, I know that something funny is going on, especially when none of the LLCs actually do anything. So it's very, it's, it's fairly easy to unravel it. You, you speak to the head of that LLC and expect to see their operations. Okay, tell me what you do. Well, we don't do anything. We just create it as a subcorp. Okay, a subcorp of, of what? Oh, Billy Bob Corp. Okay, then you go to Billy Bob Corp and Billy Bob Corp answers the same question. All of these LLCs were empty. They're shells. And here we are. I think it's time that the Biden administration realized that it's got to pay the piper. Uh, but apparently they paid the hunter. And Hunter go, went ahead and distributed that uh, to apparently seven or eight other Biden family members, including, of course, the big guy, which we all know is Joe Biden. Now, look, this would, uh, to me, it's a done deal. I, I know that I already believed it before because the fact is Biden has never made any money on his own. Uh, he, he does. It's not like Trump. Trump, we know how he made his money. He made a lot of real estate holdings. You can say that he was a shyster. He, he shortchanged people there, but he still had a business. He actually has buildings to show for it. Likewise with The Apprentice. He made a lot of money off of that and, and many other things and book deals and everything else. Biden doesn't even have a book deal that he can claim. At least Obama can say, I made $10 million off of this or that book. Okay, fine. But <clears throat> Biden has nothing, the whole family. And yet they're amazingly wealthy. And, and I think what happened very easily is that he got sloppy. And, or better yet, Hunter Biden got sloppy for him. Decades have passed as a senator where he's been charming the Chinese, the Romanians, as it turns out. I think Ukrainians also. There are many corrupt countries out there, believe it or not, who are very happy to pay American politicians for influence or to at least look the other way. And Biden had a good gig and lasted for 50 years, not just as a senator, but as a vice president. 
He even laughed on camera about how he was able to force a certain situation. And if, he, and if the Ukrainians didn't do, didn't jump for him as, as high he, as he wanted, he was going to pull money from them. Uh, and that's exactly what he did. So until you can explain to us, Joe, how you made money independently, and, and th then I won't believe it. I, I'll believe that this story is true. But even if you don't, <clears throat> even if you did have a, a business, even, I don't know, maybe, maybe you, you manufactured garden hoses. I don't care. You still have to explain how this money came to you. This money, $10 million. Yeah, and I, I've talked to guys, and I'm sure you know this. <laughs> I'm sure you know this way more than I do. And I've talked to guys who are investigators of like financial crime and everything like that. And they say, the only reason that anyone gets caught is because they get greedy. And the scale of being a representative, because I'm sure this wasn't the first time he's doing this stuff, or being a senator, is so much lower than what you can do as a president. Yeah. And it's pretty obvious, like with the border, with Ukraine, with so many things that something definitely is going on. And him being bribed is a great answer for that. Well, it's, it's all Occam's razor at the end of the day, isn't it? What is the simplest explanation for it? Uh, all these LLCs, none of them have any business purpose. They don't do anything at all, but you still receive money. And it came from China. I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's like that scene from Working Girl that I always like to point out, right? That the Melanie Griffith character comes home only to find her boyfriend uh, being ridden by another woman, uh, naked, both of them. And, and then he says, it's not what it looks like. I mean, what is it then? <laughs> what? Uh, it's very funny. Look, at the end of the day, um, this, this is going to unravel for Biden, and he's got big, big problems here. Uh, now, what does that mean? It, will he be impeached? Will he be uh, convicted? No, he won't be convicted because the Senate is now not in favor of the Republicans, and no Democrat will vote against him. But uh, certainly, it may very well play out when it comes to uh, the 2024 election. And look, I, the concern I have is that I mean, I, now, now I don't want Biden to die for many reasons, uh, not, so, not the least of which is uh, Kamala Harris would become president, uh, right, if he died. Uh, and that would be a disaster for the country. So as bad as Biden is, it would be even worse with Kamala Harris. But another reason why I wouldn't want him to die is that <clears throat> we, we may not, never get to the bottom of what the Biden family has done, corruption-wise, with all the, the dealings and everything else. So they, get, they would get to hide that under the rug, uh, and I'm, I'm not jiggy with that. I want information about this. I want this to be unraveled. I want this, the truth to come out. And it's pretty bad. I mean, look, there's no other way to look at it. I, I don't know under what, in, in what universe they could possibly explain this away. And if there was a reasonable explanation, and there's not, they would have said it by now. They would have said, all these transactions from China, here's what they were for. Uh, I, I don't know. I was, uh, we were creating a whole uh, foundation for us, China relations. Okay. Nope. Nothing like that. It went straight to your bank accounts. Um, to your point, um, Devin, you, you said that they get greedy. Mm -hmm. I think you're right, but I think more significantly they get sloppy. Right. Um, it, when you get away with it over and over again, at some point you say, okay, I've got this, this is a rhythm. And, and then one day you just suddenly get caught. Um, it happens with uh, all sorts of criminals, from thieves to murderers to pedophiles. Um, it's really fascinating how they they will do this. Um, and I, I I knew a friend of mine. He he had a 
wife, now an ex-wife, and she apparently had was having an affair with not just one, but three other men over a course of 11 years. And it turns out as, you know, it was all unraveled, uh, she was very careful in the beginning, um, always covered her tracks and everything else like you would expect and realized that her husband was not dealing with, with it or didn't seem to notice, always trusting her in every respect and didn't you know, have any questions whatsoever. So she got sloppier and sloppier to the point that she left her uh, laptop with a Facebook posting of her and this lover of hers uh, kind of smiling. And, and the, the guy says, what's this? He started asking questions and then she started floundering and then he began to realize that something was up and started kind of, it, it all unraveled from there. Yeah. But that was 11 years, right? But this is, I mean, this is 50 years we're talking about for Biden. I think it got really sloppy. And in this case, Hunter Biden got sloppy for him. He had all this information and where, where Biden, Joe Biden went really wrong is he, that he trusted his, his uh, coke addicted uh, prostituting son uh, who was otherwise in the grift to handle his business affairs for him. What an idiot. Right. And I think that like, I don't know the circumstances of your, your friend's wife, but this really is to take it back to God. Truth really does matter. And Hunter's laptop getting discovered, just like your friend's wife, a lot of times that's not a mistake. That's something inside of them wanting it to get out. Even Ashley Biden's diary. She was not careful with it. And maybe that was the only way she could express the truth because I think we all want to be on the right path. We all want to live in truth. And sometimes we do need to be discovered in our our wrongdoing in order to actually correct ourselves onto that path. It's a very wonderful thing you just said there. And and I, I do love how you bring it to God and you know, you and your God fantasies. I mean, your <laughs> fetish. What's the matter with you? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's me. Like I'm. A, I always call myself a one-trick pony. I, I love God so much, and I, I see God in everything that we do, and and God informs me in everything. And I, when I make mistakes, I know, I know that God is watching me, and and hopefully He He helps me, you know, correct my path. Um, you know, I had an argument with my wife the other day, and. You know, I think that the reason why, and she was upset with me, I was upset with her. And I think the reason why things worked out so well is we both thought, what would God want from us on, in this situation? And that helped both of us. And we got, kind of got together. We had a beautiful hug and both said we're sorry to each other. And boy, I just uh, I just thought, wow, if, if I didn't have God in my life, if she didn't have God, in, I don't know that we would have survived that. Um, or, or, you know, I mean, obviously it's not just one argument. I, I think a lot of times people would give up without God. And I, anyway, to your point about truth, um, yes, I think these things are crying to be said. Sometimes I wonder with a hundred button lap, laptop, I think it has to be that brazen. I, maybe God had a hand in this, right? Maybe. I, I think there is something to that. The, the amazing coincidence that Hunter Biden would have put all this information in one laptop, one, uh, and then leave it at a repair shop and just not care about it anymore. And the owner of that repair shop happened to be a Republican, happened to realize the significance of this laptop, happened to copy it because he knew that it could be subject to destruction because uh, he didn't trust the FBI and otherwise, gave it to the FBI 
And then they have to deal with the reality that, that it doesn't. I mean, it's the coincidences are quite wild and so breathtaking in their magnitude and significance to the country. I, I don't know. I got it. It reminds me a little bit about what happened in the Civil War. Um, there was a great battle and two men were deciding that they want to get a cigarette smoke. And they went off into this random place in the woods and they see uh, these battle plans for the South. Yeah. And that helped turn the tide of the war. That's how, how close we were, uh, how difficult that war was, but that really helped us. Um, anyway, maybe it was, you know, God was involved here. I, I, I have to think so. All right. Listen, we didn't get to the Tucker Carlson uh, situation, but that, that was also big news. But um, I, I think there was a lot to cover. And uh, CNN also had Trump on. And I think he handled himself beautifully, by the way. Uh, the, um, the woman, uh, the moderator or whatever you want to call her, she, she's constantly interrupting her. And it looked like they were trying to jump on him. He was just getting his story out and the, the crowd wanted to listen to it. And boy, he's right. Uh, I, I believe him when it comes to the Gene Carroll nonsense. I believe him regarding the uh, the so-called insurrection, which was really a, a trespass at best. Uh, I believe him about the election issues. I think there are some really serious questions about this. And it, very little of it makes sense at the end of the day. And uh, until somebody makes sense of it for me, with all the anomalies associated with the 2020 election, I, at the very least, will still have doubts about the 2020 election. Okay? I think that's very fair. All right, folks, thanks so much for listening. This is Barack Lurie signing off saying God bless, and we'll talk with you next week.